Welcome, everybody. Today, we have a awesome guest. Her name is Hannah Acosta. Uh, just a fair warning, I was really sleepy and I was freaking names left and right in the beginning. But yeah, me and Hannah Acosta, we went into some some good marketing stuff. Uh, we were actually chatting beforehand and I it was one of those I didn't want to be rude because we were just getting to know each other, you know, chit chat. And uh, at a certain point, I actually had to stop her and be like, okay, I actually need to hit the record button. And we were just mainly talking about um, social media trends, how like TikTok short form videos are here to stay and it's a um, couple other things and that's where then uh, essentially we got talking about masterminds using social media and that's about where we pick up when I'm recording um, yeah so other than that awesome gal chock full of stuff for tips and tricks for Facebook marketing ads in general just an awesome gal welcome to the Josh Bolton show where we dive into interesting and inspiring conversations. And now, your host, Josh Bolton. It's engine notification too? Yes. Cool. I'm going to say, if some guys were like, we don't get it. I'm like, uh, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I just accepted. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, it was interesting with TikTok. That's where I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll do it. I did like the trend thing. And I'm like, I didn't really dance. But it was just one of those, no, me in front of it, no good. That, though, and it was like, I even looked at the stats, like the average video, decent one is about 200. I was like, okay, that was about what I was averaging over five days with me. The freaking fish one was like 10,000. I'm like, there are not 10,000 people in the world that like that, like that fish on TikTok. And then it's like, apparently there are. <laughs> right? And I was like... But yet I do it again and it flops again. So I'm like, it might've been that day or that minute. It just went with it. Yeah. I know. I'm like, we'll never really know. Like, I love when I see ads or things that it's like the algorithm is changing and it likes this now. I'm like, you know, nobody actually knows that, <laughs> you know, right. I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people get suckered into marketing, uh, schemes and mastermind groups and stuff because they think this person knows what the algorithm is doing. Like, Mm, not no. so much <laughs> not no. so much i want to say speaking of masterminds i i have a like a group call it's more like a we have this marketing he's good he's been in marketing for like 20 years for online he doesn't even call it a mastermind or whatever he's like it's a group call kind of thing yeah and that's where one of his people um i guess he does a mastermind for 500 dollars a month once a week call and he just gets to and it's like i told him okay like 500 bucks, even for a business owner, that's a hard justification expense. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, do, are they have unlimited email access to you? Can they like, are you pumping out content kind of thing? Are you writing up stuff? He's like, nope, just a call. I'm like, on the live call with everyone, I'm like, you're fucking scamming your people. Yeah. I'm like, dude, crazy. And he's like, it's a mastermind. They understand. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're perpetuating the problem of sell a course at a high price, you can get rich. Then they still, of course, get a high price. And if you're doing affiliates, you, they, it's like pyramid scheme. You're a Ponzi scheme, dude. Yeah. On the call. On the call. And the funny thing is, he he's like emotionally distraught. This is right before Christmas. And he he asked the, the leader and he's like, yeah, you pay me. So I didn't want to say anything, but it is kind of scammy. Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> <laughs> from like my uncanny ability to say what everyone's thinking. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting when people create those groups and, um, the perceived value, like ultimately, like they're able to do that because they created this like perceived value of what it means to be in this group or what it means to be on that call and to invest in that. And they're going to give you these secrets that no one else is going to be able to give you. It's like, mm -hmm. man, a lot of that is living out there for free, or there are groups where there's, you know, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups where it's like, people are sharing what's working and what's not working or giving feedback to each other on ad campaigns that they're running. And I'm like, man, there's so much value in that. And it's free. Yeah. <laughs> it requires a little bit more work on your end to contribute right. to the group. Um, but it's free. <laughs> so yeah. like the only expense is your email. If it's like a exclusive group, like a telegram yeah. or whatever, but it's like yeah. small price to pay. You can set up a Google filter, anything fun, subscribe, throw it in trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
but yeah, that was just one of those um, recently because for a while he would uh, avoid me in the the group chat, and that's where we were talking about social media and the the head guy of the group. He's he's recently gotten really into crypto and and uh, social media, and that's where we kind of politely told him, "Please stay in your lane. This is not this yeah. is not what you know." <laughs> oh gosh. So. I'm just curious because a lot of people have been asking me to do Instagram. What are some insights you recommend, Hannah, for me to do? Um, for Instagram specifically, I definitely think being active on Reels in some way, shape, or form Reels, uh, okay. is really important. Um, and I think people get nervous as a business owner, entrepreneur. Uh, they get really nervous about feeling like they have to get in front of the camera. <laughs> but the reality is, is it doesn't have to be you in front of the camera. It can be someone who's on your team. It can be the fish, right? We were just talking about the fish right. tank, that doing a reel with the, with the fish, like it, in a reel, like that can be something that catches on like wildfire. It can be a slideshow that you've created that has text that pops up that gives someone some form of educational content. I mean, there's a variety of different ways that you can go about reels without being the person who's on the camera. And there are ways to be successful at that, especially if you go and look, if you just click on reels and you can tell what songs are trending because in that bottom left-hand corner, there's like this little like arrow next to the sound and it's pointing up. That means that that sound is trending. And so that's one that you should use. And I know we were talking a little bit about the algorithm too, before we hit record today. Uh, and you know, the algorithm is always changing, right? And so the trending song today or this week, that might not be the flavor next week, right? And yeah. so it's important to stay on top of it in a way that's realistic for you too. Like if it's not realistic for you to pump out a reel every single day, don't feel like you have to do that, right? <laughs> Maybe uh, set an attainable goal. Okay, I'm going to post one reel a week um, or I'm going to challenge myself to create, you know, one reel with me in front of the camera um, this month. Uh, there are different, different ways that you can go about it and still be successful. So definitely on Instagram, I think reels is the biggest thing. Of course, reels was Instagram trying to react to TikTok, right? So you see a blend of things from TikTok that are cross-posted on reels and TikTok. Uh, but I still, I still think there's a lot of value in it. Sorry, the dogs are going ballistic. Um, yeah, no, I, I know. Agree. I'm like, I also have a dog, but he's napping right here. And so I'm like <laughs> really hoping he stays napping the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I will be the annoyed. I'm gonna probably yell at him in a second. Uh yeah, <laughs> I listened to this podcast today in digital marketing, and that's one of them. He's saying in general, he's like, it's free. He's like, cost is like two ads in the middle, kind of thing. And I'm like, for his insight and his knowledge, I'm like, deal. But that's the big one. He said he's like reels, even though he he jokes like, "What is Facebook stealing from TikTok today?" <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I've noticed too, like as as a human, like my behavior, I don't really post like create a post on my feed anymore. I feel like I'm most active in stories. And so you have to think about your target audience too. Like where are they spending the majority of their time? Like, are they opening up Instagram and just like clicking through stories all day long? Or are they actually scrolling? I feel like I just don't even scroll that much <laughs> anymore right. on, on Instagram, unless it's going on reels or literally just clicking through stories. So I think that's also something important to decipher for anyone who's trying to get active on social um, and promote themselves or the brand or the business um, is to think about like where on Instagram is their target audience or the people that they're trying to reach, like where are those people spending their time? Cause that's where you also need to be spending your time right. too. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. That That's kind of, um, it was funny when, uh, Oh, I forgot her name. Was it Ashley that reached out to me? Oh, uh, Ariel. Ariel. Yeah. Dang, I was yeah. close, been wrong. <laughs> um, when she reached out, and that's where she's like, I guess um, the head guy I interviewed. Uh, I'm wow. Yeah, Wayne. Names, <laughs> like, yeah. names suck today. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's Friday. <laughs> there we go. We're going to go with that. And she's yeah. saying, Wayne's not liking your social media. So pick Hannah's brain. And I'm like, oh, that's wait, he's been watching me. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, that, so he that, actually like gave you feedback then. Yeah, he will through um Ariel. She yeah. Said, yeah, Wayne said we gotta line you up with um Hannah. I'm like, that's so weird. Okay. <laughs> like, that's where I've been trying different things. I'm like, okay, do I do stories? That's been flopping. So I'm like, I do this, that's been flopping. I'm like, Hannah, what do I do? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to figure out who those people are that you're trying to reach and go in. You know, the other thing on Instagram too, that, um, I've been reading about a little bit in, um, I'm reading Russell Brunson's book, um, not dot com secrets, expert secrets, <laughs> dot com yes. secrets is his other book. Um, maybe I'm like thinking about this with another book, but I'm going to give him the credit. He talks about, Oh no, you know what it's from? Know what you're for by Jeff Henderson. Um, okay. Jeff Henderson, uh, was a pastor at Gwinnett church, um, outside of Georgia, like massive, massive church before that he worked for the Atlanta Braves and Chick-fil-A and marketing. And he talks about the power of like Instagram and going and like interacting with the, with your prospective customers and prospective followers or people that you want to get in front of, like you going and interacting with them first, instead of waiting on them to comment and like, and follow all of your content, right? So commenting and interacting with something that they post or messaging them back on their story. Um, it's amazing what that can do because oftentimes businesses uh, and marketers can sometimes treat social media like it's other marketing platforms. They forget the social aspect of things. They right. just want to post it and they want people to react to it. Like they want people to drive by a billboard and be like, wow, yes, I need to call that number. <laughs> yeah, I do need to get my oil changed or, you know, but we forget that there's like an opportunity to build a relationship with social media. And that's the advantage to posting something on Facebook or posting something on Instagram versus putting up a billboard. Like now I have the ability to interact with somebody or I can go and follow someone that I want to be my customer or someone that I want to follow my social media page or listen to my podcast. And I can go and I can talk to them first, (laughs) right? Yeah. I can go and comment and say, Hey, yeah, this is really cool. I talked about this on my podcast. You should come and give it a listen, you know, click the link in my bio (laughs) and uh, give a listen to this episode. Uh, I think that's, we really forget to do that. It definitely requires more legwork on our end as the marketer or the business owner, but there can be really high returns on that. Oh yeah. Um, one of the podcasters I, I listened to, but also he took it from Gary Vaynerchuk where he's like, he was on Twitter when Twitter wasn't even a thing. He's like, if you have a question, just literally tweet me and I will reply kind of thing with best of my abilities, 160 characters or less. Yeah. And now, like now you can write a whole freaking novel and tweets, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's where that was his thing. It's like, if you had a question, cause he does dieting, um, if, how it works, just hit me up for free. That's all you want. And, uh, and this re- one of them is like, where did you get this idea? He's like, well, Gary Vaynerchuk before he became the multimillionaire that he is, he just sat on Twitter, just replying to tweets. Even if it wasn't him, he would just reply to get his name known. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh man, that, that crazy Gary V does have a thing behind him. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is like a marketing guru. People do follow him and listen to him for some reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was just, um, I was listening to him for a while, but then kind of like a lot of things, if they talk on a certain topic too long, it gets a little like, okay, it's, he's repeating the drum kind of thing. It's like, all right, I get it. Get out there. Even if it looks like shit, just post it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when they stay on a topic for too long, it can feel like you just said the same thing, but like five different ways. Seriously, <laughs> I got it after the third time, but like we can pause now. <laughs> Fourth was interesting. Five is like, we're done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. That was the only thing with, uh, cause like I used to actually, um, I wouldn't say sell, but I would, I would get clients and I would teach them in martial arts. And my, my selling method was, actually less aggressive because my martial arts instructor was running around beating the floor like look at me kind of thing yeah and he would scare everyone off and he didn't know why he's like oh they're weak so i went with him once and i was just like he went to hit and i'm like hey the person saw him like hey come here i have a a question for you now i'm realizing what i just did (laughs) it's the commenting (laughs) on someone else's beforehand um because then they would they're like well why are you wearing that fancy outfit this and that and then I'm like, hey, you know, we have stuff in the corner. You want to go punch it for your truck? I can show you how to do it so you don't break your wrist kind of thing. <laughs> Very helpful. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then, if that was me, I would have broken my wrist. <laughs> I've seen people, it is scary. They punch and then they're like this. And then this just goes flying out. Yeah. And we sit there and we're like. Yeah. So um, 
no, that's where I just, I showed them how, and they just let it out. And they're like, I had so like three months worth of stress. You helped me get it out. You fixed my pain. How much? And my more source instructor looked at me like, really? I'm like, you did this with me, man. Yeah. <laughs> you saw me when I was 13. And you're like, Hey, come here. Just punch something with me. I'm like, you've yeah. just gotten really aggressive, but I'm like, now I realize what I just did. Okay. I guess I have to go. I have to go hit people on social media. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was another one. Um, so let's just say someone uh, has like an accounting business. How would they do social media? Because that's a very boring topic in general, even oh. for accountants kind of thing. Yes. Yes, totally. And we have clients uh, at Ugly Mug Marketing where, you know, I might be working with a boutique and that might be someone that I'm really excited about. Or, but then I also might work with a surgical specialist office and then also work with a bankruptcy attorney and accountant. Uh, it's hard to make those themes, uh, themes seem those. Oh my gosh. It's Friday, right? That's right, what we're leaning on. It's Friday. It's Friday. That's, it's Friday. That's title. We're, good. we're good. We're rolling with it. It can be challenging to make those fields seem sexy and exciting, like accounting. And I think for an accountant, one of the things that I run, a campaign that I always run, a thing that I always post when we first start working with someone is a meet the team post. Because even if someone isn't going to be excited about accounting, they might get excited about the accountant because they are still a person, right? Or right. if it's a giant accounting firm, uh, let's introduce the whole team over the course of the year, right? If we got 12 people on our team, that's one person per month that we can run that campaign for. And we can generate a lot of excitement just around that person or a lot of social proof too, right? Uh, as we run that campaign and introduce that person, we're not just going to say, oh, they went to such and such school and they have their CPA and they, you know, they worked with X amount of hundreds of clients and managed this amount of money and stuff. You know, those are all things that we would expect, right? If I'm right. hiring an accounting firm, like th those things should already be true, We're but it's the personal things, right? Like I'm a dog owner or I'm a mom or I am on an intramural hockey team or, you know, all of these different things that are about me, which I'm not on a hockey team. My husband is, but you there know, you all, all of these different things that are going to attract someone to that person. Right. And maybe someone on my hockey team didn't know I was an accountant, but then they see this, uh, they see this ad running and they're like, Oh, actually I work for a company and we are, I'm a small business owner and we've been looking for, um, a new accountant. And I didn't know you did that. I would love to work with you. Um, it opens up all these other avenues by just simply introducing the person as a human, right? And mm -hmm. not as an accountant and introducing the business from, again, a human perspective instead of we're an accounting firm. <laughs> and that's the only exciting thing about this. It's like, no, you have all these remarkable people on your team who have all of these remarkable talents and experiences and things that make them the unique and probably reasons why you hired them too. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's really important to, to highlight the human aspect of your business first. That's going to be the first step in making it feel more interesting. Then once you've hooked people in, you can throw out those fun, did you know, and educational accounting facts. And then, and then as you build that trust and that relationship with someone over time, over social, uh, then you can hit them with that ad of, Hey, we're, we're looking for more clients or, Hey, we want to help your business. You know, then you can hit them with the salesy, uh, content, right. The right. sales ad trying to acquire them as a, as a customer, maybe, um, you got to start with the human aspect first. So hundred well, percent, uh, one of the, uh, guests I had on, uh, the first time he had a back surgery. So I got him on recently, uh, actually yeah. he's airing this week and his, he's Steve Sims and one of them is his biggest sell. And he's like, it was not even my target audience. He's like, I went to a whole speech for accountants and they were hearing all this fancy software and this. And he's like, God, I was in the corner, like taking two shots of whiskey. Like I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> but um, when he got up, he's pretty much said, so um, has anyone told their clients uh, that they're here setting to help them? And the, and literally all the, like, he's like, all these old dudes that look like they're going to about to have a heart attack. And did I just give them all that? Like, get up and look. And they're like, no, but this is it's our job. Why should they know what we do? And he's like, because it builds trust that, oh, I'm learning a new system, the rules, the standards for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where he's like, 
well, and that's where one of them asked him, like, well, I'm not the most good looking person. How, like, how am I supposed to do a quick, cause he was saying like, do a quick 30 minute video and email it to everyone. Yeah. He's like, don't know. He's like, no, no, no. Don't talk about the conference. He's like, talk about the human, your hobbies. What you do when you're not looking at paper kind of thing. Yeah. And he's like, that's what the humans want. That's what they're going to buy. They're not going to buy the whole looks. He's like, you're a very successful accountant and you don't, you don't look that good, but it doesn't matter because of your skills and you're human. And that's always kind of stuck with me. And this, especially getting this now, it's like, okay, stick it like, um, like, okay, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good. Um, one of my first guests, actually, I should get, should contact him again. Uh, hey, the reason he's successful and why people keep hitting him up is his story. Like he goes on shows that he thinks they can handle uh, the accounting stuff, but uh, he was telling me his story about how he, he grooms his employees. Well, not in a, okay. Groom in a good way. Um, yeah. But like, he's like one of them. He's like, I didn't know it, but he's like, he's a bodybuilder. And he's like, yeah, he was fit and very healthy, but I didn't realize. So he's like, I started talking to him about bodybuilding and he's like, I have no idea what he's talking about, but I not an agree <laughs> kind of thing. But uh, he's, I guess because of that, he started talking to his crew in the gym and he picked up extra people. I'm like, wow, it really is. It comes down to just the interaction. Yeah, hmm. exactly. Having a willingness to, to do that, even like he didn't have to have that interaction with his employee. Right. But <laughs> then it looked at, it opened a door. They built a deeper relationship too. That's so important. Um, not to get on a tangent of that, but like, right employees or people that you interact with, even if it's someone that you sub workout to, or, you know, for me building a relationship with photographers that we partner with, you know, those, that human, human interaction, knowing what's going on in their lives. Um, and even with our clients too, you know, we, we always say it's a lot harder to fire your friend than it is to fire a stranger. Um, and so we want to be really intentional at Ugly Mug about building a relationship um, with our client, not just so they can't fire us, but, um, <laughs> but really, yeah, right. Uh, but really because we care about them. Like we know that they have other things going on in their lives outside of just answering my questions on if this graphic is approved or if this reel is approved to share on their social media. You know, if I know that, Hey, somebody's having a really hard week, you know, they lost someone close to them or they have COVID like, you know, I know not to bug them. I can send them a little care package of some sort, you know, right. to help them get through that time. Uh, that's really, really important and really valuable. Yeah. That, I'm going to say, I'm going to add to this tangent because that's been one of those I've been talking to a lot of guests about is um, I said, it seems lately corporate America has forgotten like the roots of who they are, why they're doing mm -hmm. stuff. And now it's just transactions. You make me rich. I pay you pennies kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it's, I said, the whole human aspects kind of just methodically been eroded away. And I'm like, I said, the, the, the Renaissance, I guess, is going to be going back to community and like helping each other. I said, this can be interesting with the fortune 500. So I don't know if they're going to go to that yet, but, but in general, the, the Renaissance is going to be, people are going to want to be treated like humans again. And yeah, um, yeah I would say, especially with the, I don't think it's as bad as a problem. Everyone makes it, but they're like the Gen Z is just walking off. I'm like, they're the generations. Like they'll call you out. You're like, you're an asshole. I'm not going to work for you. Yep. <laughs> and that's why we're having the, what is it? The great resignation. They're yeah. calling it right. Everyone leaving their jobs. They're like, they can find something better. They can work for a better boss. Um, and that's why hiring is so hard to right? People don't want to work or they don't want to work for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so how do you, how do you care about your people? And, um, and when you're recruiting, make it not. So we're just saying we care about our people, but actually proving, uh, that too is important. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially with, uh, like I've seen a lot of um, social media for like big companies. They're like, Oh, we really care. And it's a full on ad. I'm like, you're paying for an ad to make it seem like you're, you're, you're giving, you're just forcing your agenda. I, I put an instant bad taste in my mouth kind of thing. Yeah. One company that I see that's doing that. Um, and I don't think it, I think they're generally like a heartwarming story, um, but is Chick-fil-A. I don't know if you've seen. They've been in some deep trouble campaign. lately. 
Yeah, I've I've been I haven't looked into the trouble that they're in, but I've just been really paying attention to their social media campaigns of um people that they've hired and then those people left and they went on to do really great things, but it's because of the experience that they had at Chick-fil-A. But then also they've got this whole other campaign that's happening on television too. um, And on streaming platforms where they're sharing these great stories of why Chick-fil-A is so great (laughs) Um, or why they are helping foster community in their communities. And they're not just about having a line that's wrapped around seven times so people can get the chicken nuggets. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's very, it's, uh, it's interesting to observe some of those larger companies and um, seeing what they're trying to, maybe they are having bad press. And so they are trying to change the perception, both as a place to work for, but a place to support too, as a consumer. So I'm curious, as from a marketer point of view, is all press good press as long as they say your name correctly? Oh gosh, I don't think I necessarily want to answer that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I agree with that. Um, you know, for us at Ugly Mug, like if we got bad press, it might be somebody had a bad experience or, you know, we we didn't follow through, we didn't meet their goals, uh, we didn't meet their expectations. And, you know, I wouldn't want someone going out and bad mouthing me or my company or anyone on my team for that matter. Uh, you know, I'd rather them leave peacefully. We say, Hey, this didn't work out. They know we gave it our all, you know, no hard feelings. Um, it just didn't work out and we part ways. You know, I am not in the business of trying to trick someone to continue paying ugly mug marketing for months and months and months and they're angry and we don't deliver because that is going to get you the bad press, right? Yeah. Uh, but if I actually address the situation head on and there is no bad press, <laughs> then I think I've won. Definitely. I would say, especially in marketing, that it gets a little interesting. It's like, well, why does he have all this and then this? It's like, I don't know. Where, how do I balance it? Kind of thing. Wayne does a good job, and especially the whole crew. It's like, if there is one, it's like they had really unrealistic expectations and we couldn't hit it, kind of thing. Yeah. And we really work hard to define what those expectations are before someone even signs a contract. Um, <clears throat> and and some people are so early in their business or they're not the right person on the team who would be able to help us define what those goals are. Um, and so it's really important in that kickoff meeting that we have with people saying, okay, like you want to grow this business by 60% in one month. Like let's, let's dial it down a notch. Like let's get more realistic. This is probably what's going to happen. Like here's where we can, we can strive to get you by the end of three months. Is this something you want to continue to move forward with? That's going to be our goal. And making sure that we are implementing ways to track and measure that so that we're being held accountable, right? Mm-hmm. And so that it's very clear at the end of you know their contract or their trial or whatever it may be, for them to be able to say, yes, this is working or no, it's not working. Or yes, we're going in the right direction. We want to continue or mm, no, not for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That makes, I want to say, for me, especially talking to Wade, I was like, when he was talking, he's, he's masterful, like going around the topic without offending anyone's. I have to give him that credit. Um, <laughs> Cause it was just how he was talking. I'm like, Oh, like he's had a few bad customers kind of thing, but he, he painted in such a good light. I'm like, I picked up on it, but probably most didn't. And uh, yeah, I could see that where it's like, Hey buddy, like you want to grow your company a hundred percent one year. Yeah, it was gonna it was gonna be really hard, but we could do it. It's more realistic if you aim for forty or fifty percent, kind yeah. of thing. Yes, managing expectations is key. I think in all aspects of life, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially uh, when you're a marketing agency and you're dealing with someone's livelihood. Like for us, we work primarily with small business owners and entrepreneurs, and they could be investing their life savings. They could have withdrawn early from their, you know, IRA or 401k in order to start this business. And Mm -hmm. that feels really heavy, right? (laughs) Uh, And so it's very important for us to, to manage their expectations and to be realistic about what we believe that we can accomplish and given our track record and experience, uh, what might be a little bit more of a stretch uh, and what just isn't realistic at all. <laughs> if they need that reality check. I would say a lot of people do, do need that reality check though. Um, so then is there, 
I'm just curious now. This isn't just me asking. Are there any crazy stories without giving the customer details away where they're like, we want 200% in a quarter? And you're like, no. Um, I think my best examples of that would be clients where they had like an expectation in their head, but they didn't voice it. So it's like, we had our kickoff meeting, we established, these are our goals. And then as the months continue, um, we're proving to them that we're making steps in the right direction and that we are reaching those goals in some capacity, but then maybe like one month they got like this like crazy number in their head and maybe they talked about it internally. Um, but we didn't ask the question. Like we take responsibility for that still, right? Then we should have asked. We should have said, hey, for this month, is there a new goal? Or hey, how are you feeling? Like we're checking in. Here's where we're seeing the revenue at. Um, you know, is this still in alignment with where you guys want to go? Is there a new goal that you have in mind? Um, and I think when someone's expectations weren't met is when we didn't ask those questions or they didn't communicate to that to us. And they're like, man, we thought we were going to have $60,000 return on investment, or we thought we were going to make another hundred thousand dollars this month. And I'm like, time out. Like, you didn't tell me that. Let's look. Yeah. I'm like, let's look back at the month before this or the month before that, you know, um, that would have been an X amount percentage of growth over last month or even over last year. Um, you know, we didn't prepare our strategy in such a way. We didn't uh, contribute enough, enough ad spend on Facebook or on Instagram in order to reach that goal. In order to reach that, here's what we would have had to do. Um, if you want to try this next month, I'm more than happy to. You know, that's when you have to be very tactful about uh, how you address that conversation with the client, right? Because I don't want to be rude and disrespectful. Hey, if you're aiming for $100,000, let's shoot it for that, right? But let's also be realistic of the about the track that we're currently on right now and what we would need to do in order to um, increase the amount of leads or increase the amount of conversions or sales on your website in order to make that happen. (laughs) Right. Seriously. So I'm curious because you just mentioned ads. That's what I was going to come up on is um, especially with iOS 14, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. 15 now. I think 15 is going to mess up email marketing too. Yes. Yes. But, uh, so for the ads now, I know like it used to be, you could get like a general cheap $5 for a thousand. Now it's like 10 or 15, depending on what you're doing. What is the best way to use ads on social media? Is it more like general concept or like, do you like this? Give me your email kind of thing. And we can keep you updated. Yeah. One thing I am really passionate about and have been honing in on over the last probably three years or so, uh, is the generation on Facebook. Um, okay. so there are two different ways that you could do lead generation. We can run a traffic campaign or conversions campaign to try and get people to a website, uh, where they would fill out their form. They give me their name, their email address, their phone number, their age, you know, zip code, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's another way to do it, which is actually using Facebook's lead generation tool and their form that is native to Facebook. And ultimately, Facebook, Facebook's goal at the end of the day is to get people to spend more time on their platform, right? So they don't love it as much when we as marketers or business owners try to get people to become a lead or to convert by pushing them to our website because they want people to actually stay on Facebook longer. So when we test out doing, let's say we're trying to get someone to opt in to get a free ebook uh, for a client and we just need a name an email address and maybe a phone number in order to get that lead in and get them in our sales funnel. Um, when I run that same exact campaign pushing people to my website to fill out the form there versus filling out the lead form that is native to Facebook, that I can somewhat customize and make it look my own and still get the same information. That cost per lead using Facebook's lead form is going to be significantly cheaper (laughs) than if I push them to my website and try and get the conversion there. Now with iOS 14.5 and 15 and all these new (laughs) updates that are coming, you know, especially with 14.5, our ability to track that person coming to our website and converting was somewhat diminished, right? We we couldn't see, you know, we used to be able to see every single person coming and converting to a lead on our, on our website and be able to see those metrics in Facebook ads manager. Mm, 14.5 
turns out not so much, right? If somebody's opted out of tracking, they say, Hey, I don't want Facebook to track me. This is the annoying part for me. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't see that conversion or, or I see it on the back end of my website, but I don't see it on Facebook. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and, and even if they have said, it's okay if Facebook tracks me, you know, that information is aggregated and delayed. I'm not seeing it in quite as real time as I used to. And it's mixed in and mumble jumbled with everybody else's data. I don't know if that person filled it out right then and there today or filled it out last week. You know, it's, right. it's coming in later. Um, And that's really the biggest challenge. And so what we've seen as far as conversion ads go and people trying to convert someone for a free ebook or actually make a purchase on a boutique website, the cost per conversion is much higher now, (laughs) much, much higher than it used to be. Um, And it's straight a lot of people from staying in the Facebook advertising game. Uh, That's not to say that you can't still be successful at conversion campaigns. Again, getting someone to fill out a simple form or getting people people to add to cart and actually complete their purchase. Uh, it's just, there's a new challenge <laughs> for us. Definitely. Now, one of them, uh, cause I think it was March of 21 is when 14 launched itself. Yes. I think, cause I noticed a huge, I was like, I was doing great on my show and I could see just an upward trajectory and suddenly on my data, it's like, you're dead. And I'm like, well, that's impossible. But, and then I noticed March on, I'm like, Oh, there's no Apple at all. I'm like, yeah. shoot. So even when I go into Apple, I'm like, there's no data here. I'm like, okay. Yep. Yeah. I just have to ignore the number now. Yep. I know. And all in the name of protection of the user, right? Um, And of course we as marketers want that, but there's still this like, but I need that information in order to be successful and in order to see what's working and what's not working. And Yeah, it's it's a new it's a new game out there in the digital marketing space, that's for sure. And I think people who maybe once were playing around with Facebook advertising or Instagram and then went away and now they're back post 14, you know, iOS 14 update, they're like, wait a second, this isn't as great as it used to be, or what I was doing once before isn't working. And I'm like, yeah, it's likely not. Or probably won't. Yeah, and it probably won't. So <laughs> how are we going to pivot and adjust our strategies in such a way that we can still be successful? And the biggest thing with the pixel, right, and being able to track people converting on our websites is we our, our audiences may have been cut in half. I mean, there's people who have had a Facebook pixel on their website that's collecting data of who's visiting their website and where they're navigating to on the website, that the second that that person said, I do not want to be tracked by Facebook, they have a fraction of the amount of people in that Facebook pixel audience that they're able to target now. And that's why using lead generation is so powerful because Facebook is, that's not a part of this data <laughs> uh, stuff, yeah, they're right? Vol- so voluntarily somebody, giving it to you. They're voluntarily giving us that information. And so now... I can create a custom audience in Facebook ads manager of people who've completed my form or people who uh, started to fill out my form, but didn't submit it. And more importantly, I now have that person's information that they voluntarily gave to me. They knew the terms and conditions of that. I, how I was going to use their, their data and information once they gave it to me. And now I can go and add those people to my email list, right. Or Mm -hmm. to an actual mailing list, or I can look at the zip codes of those people. Um, and maybe, run a television ad in the zip code that they live in, you know, whatever it may be, there's a lot of other uh, information or ways that we can use that information now. Um, and it's almost more beneficial in some ways, depending on the industry that I have that person's name and maybe their zip code and their phone number, even more so than just having their IP address in a, in, in a, in a Facebook pixel mm-hmm. uh, custom uh, audience. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I would say I, that's now a question for me. How how would we run a TV ad then? Because I know there's a whole song and dance to that. Oh, yeah. And that's certainly not something that I would call myself an expert in. <laughs> okay. um, you know more but, than me. You know, yeah. But I would I would say that I can't even think of an example of an industry off the top of my head. But like, let's say somebody has a business where they're targeting 
I'm going to use the state of North Carolina, the entire state of North Carolina. They've okay. been uh, targeting with their Facebook ads and they've been running lead generation, generating all these leads, but they've never studied the data of who these people are. Like, is it mostly males or is it mostly females or is it an equal blend of both? Um, is it older demographics people, or is it younger? Yeah. Are these people older or younger? Have we, you know, have we matched this list with a, a list that we've gotten from, List USA or whatever the heck it's called, yeah. uh, where we can pull people who live in those certain zip codes. Have we tried to send a mailer to them? Are they receptive to that? Um, you know, are there certain regions or like a cluster of zip codes where we know a television station reaches those people? Maybe we need to be running TV ads and see how that goes or streaming ads, um, which is just becoming increasingly more popular too. Well, uh, I'm just curious, you know, side tangent, is that like the Spotify and Pandora kind of thing? Yeah, or running ads on like Hulu or Peacock or okay. um yeah, different different streaming services like that. Hulu or Peacock. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Hell, how might I want to say they might be expensive, but hell, I'll, I'll do an experiment on that. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. So then uh, I'm just curious for the mailers, are you like I have a bulk one, you print it with their name and all that, and you just send it, or is it more like um I'm just Think of this one guy I interviewed. He has a whole service where it looks like a handwritten letter, but it's written by a robot. And he's yeah. like, he's like the conversions with that because they think you wrote it. And then he showed me a letter. I'm like, oh God, I would never be able to write that pretty. <laughs> if they- yeah. We we talk about that all the time at Ugly Mug about having lumpy personal mail. So the personal part of it is making it look like it's handwritten. So we have a client, Annie, who is a travel agent. And mm-hmm. one of our most successful mailing campaigns was we had Annie write on a sticky note, um, saw this destination and thought of you, let's talk soon, XO Annie or something like that. Right. Um, and we copied that sticky note on, we literally had someone like handwrite. We hired like an intern <laughs> to handwrite like a hundred sticky notes that literally had that same message on it from Annie. And then we bought a bunch of national geographic, a bunch of travel magazines, and we ripped out pages from those magazines, stuck the sticky note on there and put it in the mail. Um, because they thought Annie really thought of them to go to that destination or, Hey, let's talk. I like about the Galapagos islands or whatever. Like they, they were like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, yes, I would love to go here. Um, and then it, the mail was also lumpy though. Right. Because we folded it up all kind of weird, <laughs> like a crumpled, crumpled up picture from the magazine. Um, and it made people curious about, well, what's inside of this. So maybe we didn't, for that one, I don't know if we stuck something else in there, but sometimes when we do a mailer, we'll stick like a pen or a magnet or um, a piece of candy or something so that they're like, oh, what is this? There's something in there for me. It naturally sparks their curiosity other mm-hmm. than, oh, this is just another, it's got a printed label on it. Looks like it's from a company, <laughs> right? There's probably nothing exciting. Like they don't even open it, right? Or they open it and they take two seconds to look at it and they're like, yep, that's not for me. They throw it away. But if it's something that's personalized, looks handwritten, custom for them, um, something that's lumpy that actually gets them to open it, uh, those are going to be things that have way higher open rates. Um, and then actually following up with them on that too oh, yeah. is important. So, hey, did you see that uh, that magazine uh picture that I ripped out and sent to you. Like I thought about you right away, like actually telling our client like to follow up, (laughs) right. Or to her to task people on her team to follow up with the mailer. I think that's the second component of things, right. Don't just send one mail and expect people to take action. Like there needs to be some sort of follow up with that too. (laughs) Yeah. They'll get that deep connection to go. That person carries, but then we humans are intrinsically lazy. It's like, all right, next thing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Gotta put the effort in. Right. Yeah, that's that's funny. Um, when again, when I was younger doing the martial arts thing, I actually my instructor printed these really high res like postcards with cool, like awesome scenic things. And it's like uh look on the back for martial arts information, kind of thing. If you want to be like this monk guy or whatever. And uh so I'd walk and hand it out, and um, but instead of doing it kind of like your, your lumpy fold, instead of just like laying it on the, the mailbox, whatever, I'd intentionally shove it in the window. So they had to go over and pick it up. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of really lumpy because some of them, like where I was, was really rich people. And they're like super fancy hunting, killing dogs. 
And I'm like, <laughs> I would run up and I just like chuck it in the window, get it in and keep running as the dog's chasing me. But yeah, my instructor's like, dude, whatever you did, like they're coming. I'm like, I just like literally jammed it in the window. <laughs> Unless it said no soliciting. I didn't go there, but I'm like, yeah, I just I found the most awkward spot to put it. So they had to put effort to get it. Yeah. And they're like, wait, that doesn't go there. Like they expect to see it in the mailbox. Right. But they're not right. expecting it to be stuck in their window or in their front planter or <laughs> hanging out of their fern on their front porch. Exactly. <laughs> I think I did that. If they didn't have a window in the front within sight view, I would just find a really fancy plan. Just be like, and walk away. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, okay. So I'm like running the list in my head. I'm like, okay, I know, I know what I'm supposed to do. It's the lazy part. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what I feel like what hinders a lot of us from doing most things in life. Right. It requires this like extra energy. And we're like, mm, I really know if I'm feeling that motivation today. Right. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have that in me right now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm loving this. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Cause I feel like we can go for at least two, three hours, <laughs> yeah, but, right. um, uh, I have a few going out questions for you. Yeah, totally. So other than work, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy during these COVID times? Um, well, I feel like, well, I travel a lot, but mostly for work. There we go. <laughs> um, so going back and forth between North Carolina uh, and Louisiana. Um, so that keeps me that keeps me pretty busy. Uh, my husband and I are both super active in our church, um, and just volunteering and and doing a lot of stuff there. Um, so that's definitely been keeping me busy, even in the midst of COVID. Um, and then we're huge foodies. So even if we have to go to a restaurant and wear a mask, like we're still doing it. (laughs) Um, so we moved to Raleigh, um, in, uh, October of 20, 20. Um, and so it was like right in the midst of COVID. Right. And so it was really hard to meet people and we didn't really, you move somewhere and you have no idea what the rules are. Right. It's right. Like, what are, what's the news station here? Like, I have no, I like, can I go on the government website and find out what the mandates are and all of that? So, uh, the way that we would go out and see the city was, yeah, just going out to eat and, uh, trying different restaurants. We, we love to do that. So that's, Mostly have been keeping myself busy during COVID, still going out to eat, still traveling, which yeah. makes it seem like I'm not sensitive to COVID. Definitely am. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm saying but, if we're at that point now where it's like we just got to take the extra precautions that we can, but we got to live our life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, someone aspiring to be like you, any tips, tricks, or advice to get start the path that you're on? Oh, gosh someone that's aspiring to be like me yes man i feel like i don't think about that often my dog doesn't agree with that either he's just barking <laughs> now he's like how dare you <laughs> yeah he's like Woof. um gosh i feel like um take the time to surround your pe- yourself with people that you want to be like um, people who are speaking life into you and people who really believe in you. I certainly would not be here today had it not been for the internship that I had uh, during college and the way that people really believed in me during that season of life. Um, and then when I came to Ugly Mug four years ago, uh, Wayne has really pushed me uh, to go far beyond anything that I imagined (laughs) that I could do. Right. And I'm really stepping into this new season of time at ugly mug. You know, when I, when I first started, I, I felt unqualified. (laughs) I felt like, I don't know anything about, uh, social media. I don't, you know, compared to the next guy, um, keep pressing into that, keep pressing into, um, being uncomfortable. I feel like that's such a cliche, uh, thing that people say now, uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable, but it's so true. And it makes it a lot easier when you have someone who's, uh, holding you accountable to that. And for me, that's Wayne. Um, and honestly, everyone on our team, we're all constantly, um, challenging each other, right. To, to get to the next thing, because we all can see that potential in one another. Um, and we're all dreaming together and, you know, you can't do that if you're not surrounding yourself with the right team or the right people. So definitely surround yourself with people 
um, who believe in you, who are going to challenge you, and even people who are maybe a step ahead of you too. Maybe they're um, in a season of doing something that you really want to do. Uh, and instead of being jealous, which I think is a tendency of ours as humans, uh, lean into that, ask them questions, be curious about how they got there. Um, cause they can help you, uh, by, you know, encouraging you, but also you can learn from your mistakes, <laughs> right. That may be ways that they've stumbled so that you don't do that. Uh, there's a lot of beauty in that. Oh, there is. That's the biggest one I've noticed, especially with this show is it doesn't matter how busy they are. If you're willing to actually ask them a question as humans, we will reply now yes. duration. That, that's a for question, but yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's the biggest one because like um, this one very successful entrepreneur, he does a recycling business, has been since the 70s. And he, so when the Kardashians were still in the Beverly Hills, he lives next to them. He had actually a more expensive house than them. So I'm like, what do you do that your house is more expensive than the 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 Kardashians? Yeah, the Kardashians. And he's like, oh, I do this, this, and this. And I'm like, and this is kind of when I started the show. So I'm like, well, explain this. Like, what does that mean? Kind of thing. And that's where, because I asked him now, like I have his number and I can call him whenever, but he said, most people are scared to ask me that question because they see my success. I'm like, well, I just want to know how, what you did to afford a Bentley. That's your POS car kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to have a Bentley. <laughs> right? And that's his POS. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? how much money are you making? <laughs> but, um. That's a huge one. So then where can everyone reach you when they're like, okay, actually you went, uh, sorry, Hannah, you went, <laughs> um, where can they get you? Yeah. Um, you can find me hanging out on LinkedIn. Um, you can search me Hannah Acosta. Um, you can find me on Instagram too at Hannah underscore Acosta 12 or wait, no, I just got married. So I changed my last name. <laughs> Oh, there on there. Yep. On there. It's uh hand Balliet. You can find me there on Instagram or uh, just on the ugly mug marketing website, uh, shoot us over a message. Um, and it'll get to me some way, shape or form. Um, <laughs> we can get, we can get connected there. So Instagram, uh, LinkedIn or the ugly mug marketing website. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights and knowledge. It's much appreciated. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Anytime. Well, congratulations. You made it to the end. You're an awesome person. Not many make it here. So being the awesome person that you are, can you do me one more awesome favor? Can you rate and review this on whatever podcast uh, services you're using? Um, app, if you do it on Apple uh, and you leave an actual written review, um, I have a thing on my website. I will take your written review and post it for all to see. Congratulations. You're permanently sealed on my site. Otherwise, um, I am trying to do YouTube more and live streaming. Um, I will try to put as many of the YouTube links in the description of the show as I can. So give your boy uh, some extra help over on um, YouTube. Watch my videos. I just mute it and change the channel, (laughs) change the the window or something. But yeah, um, that's it. Thank you for being awesome and see you next time.